0: I want to thank you again for joining us this morning. My name is Jonathan. I'm one of our directors here, and actually, this month I will have been here for 10 years. Um, I know, crazy. Um, Some of you that don't know me, you're like, "Well, are you 12 when you got hired?" Um, I'm 30, actually. But (laughs) um, I just want to thank Pastor Ron for the opportunity to share God's word with you guys this morning, and the elders. Um, Just, we have such great leadership here, Amen. And so, I just want to thank them for. This opportunity, and um, this morning, I, I chose to speak on anxiety, and if anyone knows what um, my wife and I are going through right now you 're like, "Did you pick that out on purpose?" no um, i didn't. If I did, I would have um, done like how to be a millionaire or something like that. <laughs> um, if you don't know my wife, she went into the hospital last weekend. Um, she was going into early signs of labor at 29 weeks and um, Anyways, just a whole whirlwind of a weekend, but she's home now, she's resting, still pregnant, that's what I keep telling people, so we're super thankful for that. So yeah, we're we're gonna talk about anxiety this morning. If you have your Bibles, um, pull out Philippians chapter four, Um, verses six through nine i'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture you guys can just hang there the whole time because that's where um, we're really going to focus on philippians 4 6 through 9 and um, if you guys don't know maybe you're not familiar with anxiety anxiety is um, a huge thing in our culture right now huge and i'm going to share a little bit about that but first um, let's just read god's word it says don't worry about anything another translation says be anxious for nothing Instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need, and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about all things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then... The God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father, God, we just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. And God, I pray that as we navigate these next few moments, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be present, Lord, that it would touch our hearts, it would touch our minds, Lord, and that that you'd be glorified and that lives would be changed. In your name we pray. Amen. So for an intro this morning, I just want to spend a few moments getting to understand anxiety a little bit. I believe that in our culture we have a culture that is constantly sowing seeds of anxiety and um, maybe if you're if you watch the news much maybe you're on social media you know what i'm talking about anxiety seems to be everywhere and i remember um, a few months ago when the global pandemic broke out i felt like god was saying you know you were planting these seeds for anxiety months before we got here right? Everything that we do seems to feed this beast of anxiety. And maybe you've never on a personal level um, dealt with anxiety, but I'd venture to say that you know someone very close to you that has um, gone through anxiety or depression in their life before. Because our culture, it just feeds into it. Whether it's the media, social media, friends, workplace stress. Um, one thing that I, I could preach a whole message on this, busyness. Everyone feels like we have to be busy, 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 busy. And we're always feeling anxious and overwhelmed because we're always busy. If you ask anyone, how are you doing? They come back with, well, I'm busy. You know, that's not how you're doing. Um, that's, that's what your schedule looks like, Right. And one of the biggest sources of anxiety, um, it's probably in your pocket or your purse right now, it's your phone. I I believe our phones feed this culture of anxiety so much in our life because they're um, constantly bombarding us with notifications and um, messages and uh, social media, things that are telling telling us these lies that I'm going to get into in a little bit. Um, so culture, it is really a breeding ground for anxiety. And believe it or not, in America, it is, um, have, we have the highest rates of anxiety in the world, which I think goes to tell us something, that having it all doesn't make us less anxious, amen? It actually makes it worse. Um, in, in America, anxiety is the most common mental illness affecting over 40 million adults, 40 million adults here in the US, and studies show that um, one in three millennials suffer with what they would say is debilitating anxiety or depression. And um, just as an FYI, millennials aren't kids anymore. <laughs> um, the youngest millennials have been out of school for four to five years already. Um, so millennials are, you know, th- this is us now, this is our country. These are our leaders now in the workplace and in the church. And and it's something that I believe we've struggled with now more than ever before. It's a broad term, and it includes other forms like OCD, PTSD, social anxiety, phobias, and depression. And, you know, one thing that I think it's important to share is that um, I believe anxiety can be very complex. Um, It affects... Us on so many different levels mentally. Um, there's studies that show there's chemical imbalances. Um, many counselors and psychiatrists will, will deal with anxiety, and they know far more on this topic than I do. Um, but what I do know, you guys, is that anxiety is always, always spiritual it's always spiritual. And that is what I do feel like I'm qualified um, a little bit to speak on. And so we're going to be approaching this today from a spiritual level, okay? Because I'm not a um, doctor or anything like that. I don't have qualifications to speak on that level. But what I can talk to you guys about is what God's word says about fear and worry and anxiety. So um, most importantly, from a spiritual level, I believe that anxiety, it's a trap. From the enemy. It's like quicksand. And before you know that you're in it, you're already neck deep, right? You're so far into this web of lies, um, feeling overwhelmed, um, all all of these things that that make us feel trapped. And what's crazy is anxiety actually becomes a comfort zone where people don't want to let go of it. Like once you're in it, you're like, I want to grip tight to this thing that that is killing me on the inside. I want to grip tighter to it because it makes me feel comfortable. It's, it's crazy how it works. In um, the very thing that's killing us, it's stroking our comforts to give us this false sense of peace and stability. The Bible says in John chapter 10, it says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And I believe that the enemy is stealing and killing and destroying in our lives, and his weapon is anxiety. His, his um, aim is to attack our minds And the the weapon that he uses are his lies. And if you've ever struggled with anxiety, I'm going to share a few things right now um, that I believe will hit really home to you guys. Lies from the enemy. Um, You aren't going to be able to pay the bills. You won't make rent. Your marriage will never survive this. Your kids, they're never going to turn out right. You're going to get in a car accident after you leave here today. You can't trust this person or that person. What if I get sick? What if I get others sick? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I dress in the wrong way? What if people just think I'm stupid? What if I try to ask this person out and they reject me? What if he doesn't like my outfit? Why haven't they texted me back yet? I bet they're ignoring me. Why didn't I get the promotion? My boss, he probably hates me. He's out to get me, right? And, and these are just the beginning. If you, if you struggle with this, you know that these lies, they can race through your mind on a daily basis, over and over and over again, attacking us. And it's like, it's like a spider web of lies that we become entangled in, things that are attacking us. And so um, today we're going to talk about two things. I just really have two sections to this message. And the first one um, is called the cycle of anxiety, and the second one is going to be um, steps to overcome anxiety. And one of my good friends, he shared this um, cycle with our small group about a year or so ago um, of of the cycle that we go through when we struggle with anxiety. And number one is discouragement or disappointment. I believe this is the first step that we encounter with, um, with anxiety, discouragement or disappointment. And in this step, it's where um, this, the cycle starts, and it could be some sort of trigger. Maybe you have a bad day at work. Maybe it's just a random thought that pops into your head, but you feel discouraged or disappointed. Maybe something didn't turn out the way that you were hoping that it would, and discouragement starts to set in. Maybe it's bad news. Maybe it's a bad report. For me, it was um, my wife calling me at seven in the morning like, hey, I'm going to the hospital um, She was already there. She was working. I'm I'm going to labor and delivery. They're going to check me out. And then calling me again and like, hey, they're admitting me. Like, you got to get down here as fast as you can. You know, this is where um, discouragement and disappointment, like, God, this isn't the way that I planned for things to go. We still have 12 more weeks of, of being pregnant. The nursery's not ready, you know? And, and then um, as we navigate through this thing, uh, eventually we know that she's okay. But then the doctors are like, hey, your wife is going to be off work. Um, you, you have to do everything around the house. You have to cook and clean and, um, you know, pay the bills. And everything is now on my shoulders and anxiety now is setting in. It's like, God, how are we going to get through this? You know, the, the circumstances seem overwhelming and um, that's not to, to elevate or glorify my scenario. We've all gone through scenarios like this where life just seems overwhelming and it starts with some sort of discouragement or disappointment. Step two is that doubt and worry start to set in. Doubt and worry begin to take place in our life and that seed of discouragement or disappointed um, disappointment starts to take root and it starts to grow. I love, um, Joyce Meyer said this, she said, worry is a down payment on a problem that you might never have. I love that. Um, I can't say it as eloquently as Joyce Meyer can, but worry is a down payment on a problem that you might never have. That's the crazy thing about worry and anxiety is many times we worry about things that never come to pass. We're putting all of our faith in this negative outcome, and most of the time they never happen. I also love this, Um, worry is the byproduct of asking the wrong questions. Asking the wrong questions. What does that mean, Jonathan? Um, Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read this real quick. It says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And so here's the questions, asking the wrong questions. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? What will happen if The governor locks us down for a little bit longer. What will happen if I lose my job? What will happen? Can I make the rent? Can I pay the bills? These are the questions. We're asking the wrong questions. This is what it says. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So that's step two, doubt and worry. Um, step three is, is anxiety. This is where anxiety really starts to set in. Um, I love um, just a few things. Anxiety, un- uncontrollable, unfiltered, irrational thoughts. That's what anxiety is. Uncontrollable, unfiltered, irrational thoughts. We're putting our faith in the worst case scenario or outcome. We're believing that worst possible thing that could happen is probably going to happen and then my whole life is going to fall apart. That's, that's what it's like to, to have anxiety. Um, and then step four is depression. I believe that depression is the next step out of anxiety, and um, it's something that many, many people suffer with. It's a constant state of feeling anxious, um, and it begins to affect every area of your life. It's a complete loss of hope that things will never get better, Um, sadness, loss of interest in activities, impairment to everyday life or living. And so, um, you know, you can kind of start to see this, this pattern, this cycle. Maybe you've recognized it already in your own life where something negative will happen and then you begin to doubt, you begin to worry, and then anxiety sets in and then um, maybe depression even sets in in your life. And like I said, it's a trap from the enemy and it's robbing us from all that God has for our lives. And um, this is what I want to share with you guys this morning. And I think this is so important. God's design was never for us to live with anxiety. God's design was never for us to live this way. I'm afraid that the church, we've taken one of two approaches most of the time on anxiety. Um, We're in two ditches. The first ditch, and maybe you've never dealt with anxiety before, but when you hear someone is struggling, you're like, well, um, just think different thoughts. Easy, problem solved. No, it doesn't work like that. If you, if you struggle with anxiety, maybe someone's told you that before, and you're like, how can you say that? You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm thinking. Um, it's not as easy as just thinking better thoughts. Um, the other ditch, though, and I believe that this is just, just as dangerous, is the ditch of, well, you know, I'm just going to cope with my anxiety. This is just the way that I am now. Um, maybe I can get on some better meds, Um, you know, maybe I can do some things, but I'm just going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. And I'm afraid that that's another ditch that we live in too. Both of them are just as much a ditch as the other, but we can't live in those places. So what are the steps? How can we begin to overcome anxiety? How can we get out of these two ditches? I'm gonna share a couple of verses really fast. First of all, um, the Bible says in 2 Timothy um, that God has not given us a spirit of fear or worry or anxiety or doubt. Those spirits aren't from God, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. So when you're feeling anxiety, recognize that, that this isn't from God because God says right here in his word that that is not from him. When you're feeling those, those things, recognize them. This isn't from God. Um, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says we should let go of every weight in sin that slows us down and run with endurance the rates that God has set before us. And then finally in Hebrews 11:6, 6, it says that without faith, it's impossible to, to um, please God. So what, is, what does all of this mean? It means that we must strip away the weight in the sin. I believe that, yes, anxiety is a weight and a sin in our lives that keeps us from God's best for us. Now, many times we look at sin as you know some of the big things like, well, sex outside of marriage and drinking and drugs and uh, maybe telling a lie. I believe that anxiety and depression is just as much against God's plan. It, we don't have faith, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. These aren't my words. These are God's words, that without faith, it's impossible to please Him, and therefore, we are in sin. Amen? Let's call what it for what it is. It's sin. It's a weight that God didn't design for our lives. And some of you are like, man, you're really getting in my business. Yeah, because God doesn't want us to live this way. Amen? He doesn't want us to live this way. It's time for us to stop coping with anxiety. It's time for us to, start, to stop settling for something that holds us back from all that God has for us. The bottom line is that anxiety is not from God. It's a weight and a sin that keeps us from His best for our lives. We can't let the enemy steal from us any longer. He's stealing from our lives. We can't let um, Satan steal from us what Jesus died to give us. We can't we can't do that. And we're we're doing it. And and here's the thing that, that kills me you guys is that that we're Christians. Like, we have the hope of eternity in us, and we're still struggling with it, and so what does this tell our unbelieving friends? What does it tell the rest of the world that if, if that person can't overcome anxiety, how will I ever overcome anxiety? I believe that the church should be leading the fight against anxiety in our culture. It's the number one mental illness in our country. Why isn't it the church leading the fight to set people free from anxiety? Amen because it doesn't belong. It's not something that belongs in our life. Just as if a robber were to break into your house and try to steal from you, the enemy is doing the same thing in our lives and he can't steal from you when you're under the authority of Christ. Amen? And so we're going to share four steps um, to overcome anxiety today. And I promise you, it's not as easy as just four steps. I, I know that anxiety is complex. If you're struggling with it, I want to be sensitive because I know, I know that it's difficult. I understand what you're going through. Life can be so overwhelming at times. You can feel so discouraged, so without hope. And so I don't want to be insensitive and say, it's just as easy as these four steps and you can walk out of here today changed. But I also believe that God is bigger than anxiety and we don't have to live that way. So number one, we're going to go back to um, Philippians 4. I told you to stay there for a reason. So number one, pray. Some of you, if you're struggling with anxiety, um, the thought of prayer makes you more anxious. (laughs) What if God doesn't answer my prayer? What if it doesn't work? You know, Um, Philippians 4, chapter or. Uh, Verse six, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Let's say it again, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. I love this part because when we're struggling with anxious moments, I can't tell you guys how many people have messaged or called Molly and I or stopped at our house this week and said, hey you guys, we've gone through the same thing that you've gone through when you're struggling with anxiety, what do you do? You rely on the faithfulness of God and other people to get you through those moments. So these people, thank you, thank you guys, if you are one of those people that have stopped by and and encouraged us, because it builds our faith to say, if God did that in Allie, our neighbor, she stopped by this week, he can do it in me too. If he got her through preterm labor, he can get us through preterm labor, right Allie? And so, um, So we thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds everything that you can understand. So the first step is to pray. You're giving that thing over to God. You're saying, God, and sometimes it's just as simple as this, God, I am struggling right now. Life seems overwhelming. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, I haven't worked in three months, four months, five months. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. Unemployment is running out. Um, the mortgage company is after me. Um, my wife is after me. You know, All this is going on. My kids are crazy. I can't stand them right now. You know, Just tell him, God, this is what's happening, and God, I give this to you. And this is what begins to happen when you pray and you give it to God. This peace that surpasses all understanding begins to invade our hearts and minds, right? Number one is pray. Um, Number two, and this is, I think, super important. Um, Number two, renew your mind. The number two step to overcome anxiety, renew your mind. It's changing our thinking. It's saturating your life with scripture so that when when bad things come, when circumstances become overwhelming, it's no longer you that comes out of you. It's scripture that comes out of you. I can't emphasize this enough. In um, Romans chapter 12, verse two, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. We transform into who God has created us to be by changing our thinking. It's the gateway to the rest of our body. Change the way you think by renewing your mind. And how do we renew our mind? We get in God's word. We spend time in praise and worship. The only time that we're in praise and worship shouldn't be on Sunday mornings. It should be every day of the week. Amen? Because it renews our minds. It sets our hearts and minds on the promises of God. Um, Isaiah 26, it says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And finally, in 2 Corinthians 10, it says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And I believe that when you're struggling with anxiety and depression, that there needs to be a zero tolerance policy for taking your thoughts captive. There is no room for compromise when it comes to taking your thoughts captive because it just takes one thing, one thing to send you into this downward spiral of anxiety, and depression, and overthinking, and, and worry, and fear, and, and debilitating um, fear in your life. You can't take... Um, any compromises when you're taking your thoughts captive. And sometimes, you guys, you can't do this alone. This is why church family is so important. I've worked um, through anxiety with, with people very close to me in my life, and, and one of the things that I tell them when they're struggling the most is, you can't trust your thoughts right now. Any thought that you have, you need to filter through me because your filter's not working. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a filter with holes this big in it. Everything's getting through. And so maybe you need someone to come alongside you to help you for a season, to filter your thoughts, to take them captive so that you, you don't go down those paths again. Because like I said, there is a zero tolerance policy for, for negative thinking when you're struggling with anxiety, all right? So take every thought captive. Um, the third step, um, and this is a big one too, Surrender. Surrender. This is one of my favorite passages in 1 Peter um, chapter 5. It says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Now, I think this is interesting. So we just read where it says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Now listen to what comes next. It says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and stay strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. So right after Paul shares, and I have to remind you guys that, or sorry, this is Peter writing this. Um, right after he says to give all your worries and cares to God, then he says, "Stay alert because your enemy is on the prowl." Do you think that he's trying to convey something to us that that the weapon that he's going to use is our worries and cares that are in our mind that we're supposed to surrender to God? And then it, I love how this, this ends because, and this is how you can tell the difference between what God's thoughts are and what the enemy's thoughts are. See, the, the enemy will come in and he'll, he'll make you think that there's no hope. There's no way that you're going to get through this. this. This is the end for you. This is the end of everything that you know. But what God says is God gives always, he always gives you a promise to stand on. This is how you can tell the difference between God's voice and the enemy's voice. God will give you a promise to stand on. And so it says, um, just a few verses later, "So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore you, support you and strengthen you, and he'll place you on a firm foundation." So the third step is surrender. And wh- why is this so important? Why is surrender so important? And this I think this might hit some of you guys at home. Surrender is so important because at the heart of anxiety is this deep inner need within all of us to be in control. You want to be in control. Maybe you've never admitted that to yourself before, but you want to be in control of everything that you're going through. And here's here's the truth, you guys, is that you can't control everything, but you can always surrender everything. You can't control it all. Just when last um, Friday morning, just when I thought things were good, you know, we were going into the weekend, Friday's my day off, and man, I'm excited. We had plans. I was going to take the jet ski out. There were supposed to be big waves on Lake Michigan. I was so pumped. And then, boom, everything is ripped out of my control. And right away, I have to choose am I going to give this to God or am I going to try to maintain control? And at the end of the day, I would remind Molly, you know, we were in the hospital for four days um, babe, we're not in control. This is God's. This is God's problem, not ours, because there's nothing we can do. We can't get out of here on our own doing. We can't stop labor on our own doing. We can only surrender it to Him. Amen? And so surrender, because when we surrender, we're letting go of control and we're giving it to God, the one that's bigger than everything that you're going through, anyways. He sees what's coming before you do, He sees the problem. He knew the problem was coming. Let me tell you something, you guys. Um, Pastor Ron, he asked me to speak this weekend. Um, I believe it was, it was at least four or five weeks ago. He sat me down and he was like, hey, I want you to preach on August 16th. And right away, um, you know, he's been going through his series, The Remnant. And so I'm in my mind thinking, how can I have a message that ties into The Remnant? I wanted to go with what Pastor's saying. And I told Pastor, I was like, I'm not feeling it, Pastor. Um, I just keep hearing anxiety. And he's like, okay, you know, go with it. That's, that's cool. And again, this was like three or four weeks ago. Only God could know what I was going to be going through the week before I'm ready to give this message, right? He's in control. I'm not. Only God could do that. I couldn't do that. I wish I could. I can't. So number four, um, the fourth step, find God's peace. Find God's peace. When we start to feel anxiety set in, and this is, this is huge too, you guys. When we start to feel anxiety set in, what we do is we try to create this false sense of peace in our lives. We'll take that control that we want so desperately, and we try to create this false sense of peace in our lives that That reassures us that we're in control, that we've got this covered. And this is why anxiety can be so dangerous because we create these comfort zones for ourselves that make us feel comfortable in our anxiety, in our weight, in our sin. We become comfortable in the thing that's holding us back. And God's word um, so clearly in so many different places says that there's, there's something that I have to offer. And what the enemy will do is he'll try to mimic what God offers with something that's temporary. So you, you might feel a sense of peace for a few moments, right? Or, or maybe even a, a, a period of time. But the peace that the world has to offer is not the same as the peace that God has to offer. And you're like, well, tell me a verse. I want to know. Where does it say that? John 14, 26. I'll tell you a verse. Um, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I've told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, a peace of mind and heart. And the, gift, and the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. The peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So the temporary feelings of peace that we try to create in our lives, they, they always fall short of the standard that God has for us. You can have peace in the midst of overwhelming circumstances you can have peace in the midst of a global pandemic a health crisis relationship troubles financial burdens parenting difficulty you can have the most overwhelming sense of peace in the most overwhelming circumstances that you're in and and I'm not going to stand up here and say that last weekend that it was a breeze there were moments where we felt so anxious, you know, we didn't know what was next. We're trying to to think through what's what's gonna happen. You know, Molly's not gonna be working for a period of time. What is this gonna look like? But at the same time we, we had this overwhelming sense of peace by knowing that God is in control. He's gonna get us through it because he's gotten Allie through it. He's gotten Carla through it. He's gotten so many people in our lives that have have reached out to us and said, we've gone through the same things, and that we know that if they got through this, we can get through it too. So whatever you're going through right now, you can have this peace that comes from God that, that surpasses all understanding that only God can give you in the midst of the most troubling circumstances, in the midst of the biggest storm that you've ever faced. Yes, in the midst of a global pandemic, where we seem to have so much anxiety. Anxiety is higher right now than ever before, but we can have peace when we choose to rely on God. Amen? And so um, this morning, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up here in a few moments. Um, you know, what I wanna share with you guys is that um, the only way that, that we can get the peace that God has to offer is by getting our priorities straight. We have to get our priorities straight. We can't keep doing things our own way. What does that look like? Um, I believe that it's time. It's time in God's Word. It's time spent in prayer. It's time spent in praise and worship. This is the only way that we can get the peace that God has to offer. We can't get it by doing things our own way because it will always fall short. But God wants us to have this overwhelming sense of peace. And, and you know, um, I'm not saying that it's easy. I know that many of you that, that are struggling with anxiety right now, um, maybe this, even this message has been a trigger to you in some way um, because it's, it's bringing up things that you've tried to, to suppress for so long. But I believe this morning that God wants to set us free. Because like I said, I know that anxiety is a big deal. I know that it can be very complex. I know that it can be overwhelming. But like we talked about earlier, anxiety is not from God. It doesn't belong in our lives. It's not his plan for us, and it's time that we let go of it and step into all that God has for us, amen? So what I wanna ask you guys to do, um, if you guys um, can stand with us right now, um, stand up wherever you're at, and we're, we're gonna worship here for a few moments, and um, I just wanna ask you guys to, if you're struggling with anxiety, maybe you know someone in your life that is struggling with anxiety, Um, To surrender it here at the altar this morning. We're going to do an invitation to to come and to surrender your anxiety to him. And then I want you to start applying these steps in your life. And like I said, I know it's not going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy, but it's worth it to not live outside of what God's best is for you any longer. Amen? So why don't you guys um, just lift your hands just as a sign of surrender. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this morning god i thank you for your word god it brings truth to our lives god it guides us in what your best is for us and god we right now we pray over the people in this room over the people that are watching online our our extended friends and family online god we pray right now lord that your peace that surpasses all understanding would begin to invade this place god we pray that the cares and the worry and the doubt in the fear the anxiety the depression that is holding us back like chains around us holding us back pulling us deeper and deeper into this this bottomless ocean god we pray that those things would be broken right now in the name of jesus lord and that by your power lord that we would begin to see freedom from anxiety in our lives lord that we would have this this peace that surpasses all understanding god we give our cares to you God, you're bigger than our cares. You're bigger than our worries. God, you're bigger than our fear. We give them to you right now, Lord. We surrender them to you. God, you say that when we pray, God, that you will be there. God, you, you are close to us this morning. I pray that, that those struggling, Lord, would feel how close you are. They'd feel the, the nearness of your presence, Father. It, right now, if, if you're in this room and you're struggling um, with anxiety, I just want you to come forward. Um, just come to this altar and kneel down, find us a, a place and begin to surrender your anxieties to him. The team's going to start to sing. Come on, don't hold back, you guys. There's, there's no room for compromise when it comes to this. There's freedom in Christ, amen? Don't hold back. If, if you're someone that, um, an elder or prayer team, if you can start praying for these people um, this morning. If you're watching online, um, we'd also just like to invite you right now too, to to um, just let us know, maybe send us a DM or um, just put the word prayer in the comments so our team can be praying for you. God, we give our cares and our worry and our anxiety to you. God, it doesn't belong. God, we pray for freedom in Jesus' name, amen. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through MyLifeChangeChurch.tv. Get involved. Ask for prayer. Share your story. Go to MyLifeChangeChurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.